So there's a term that Josh and I use on this podcast often, and that term is contextual awareness. It was actually one of our first episodes we ever did out of the gate when we started on this journey of curiosity continuum. Yeah, so we thought we wanted to just revisit this episode and kind of just like refresh it a little bit and talk about it again, because it's definitely something we could talk about for a long time. And so we will launch out onto the loop today to have a continuation of that conversation on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry-innovating, non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notification of new content. If you like what you hear and you want to dive deeper, visit us at CuriousAndContinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in and let's start the conversation. So contextual awareness, part two, or revisited or continuing. You know, this is a theme that is increasingly more and more important as people have many different ways to get information, but not just getting information for itself. It's making sure that you understand the context of which that happened and which it lived in. And that is a skill, even, even though it was one of our first episodes, it's a theme we've talked about. Super important, especially now. Yeah, so I think we just like let's start with framing what is contextual awareness. And like Brian was trying to say, like that is being aware of when you are listening for information or when you're talking to somebody, be aware of your surroundings and what's actually being talked about. Because sometimes I think, especially in like our society today, we can easily take things out of context. Like somebody might say something and, and it won't, it's not offensive or anything, and then, or it's truth. And in that context, but out of context, it's not. So, and stuff lives forever now on the internet. So we have to make sure that when we're listening to somebody or when we're, we're talking to people that we talk in, in appropriate context, the contextual awareness of the thing. Right, Brian? Yeah. So let's talk about some of those different elements of contextual awareness. So one of them I think is going to be the time, you know? So like in like, not even just like at 432, that's important. But like where in the, in the timeline of history, it's important, I think, to understand when something was said. Yes. I mean, that's super important, right, Brian? Yeah. It's important because it allows you to understand, oh, okay, that happened here. So not only Correct. time, but location. Place. Yep. Place. Time and place. Central Minnesota was the place that Josh and I grew up. And if we said something about Minnesota, we people were, when did that happen? When was that around? It's like, oh, that happened in the year blank. We were at the uh, the bridge in Monticello or something like that, right? That's yeah. going to be something that starts to give you a little bit of a setting, right? Time and sure. place is kind of your setting. I think the second thing that happens are the perspective that you're bringing to it. Like I was, <laughs> I was walking alone on the beach, right? You know, <laughs> and so you're that that's your context and frame for that. So what that allows you to do is like, what role are you playing, right? Or when that somebody says something, what was the role they were playing in that voice? Right. Now, sometimes it's a person in the story telling you that. 
Sometimes if it's a historical thing, it is the voice of somebody else looking back. And what's weird is when we look back on historical events. So we do this all the time as people. Like we look back on something, you're like, man, how could they do something so backward? Or how could they say something so offensive? To them, it wasn't offensive at all. It was just the uh, reality of their everyday life. So it's not only critically important to understand that, but it's psychologically important for you to understand that, that a lot of times we change, you know, the society has changed so much. So it's important to learn the context of something in the past so that not only don't we repeat, we repeat the bad things that happened, but we understand where they're coming from when they do say something that might be totally out of whack and out of kilter. Yeah, because if you overlay your current frame on something historical, that's not the right way, I think, to look at it as well. Right. So we appreciate those things. Then I also want to talk about um, not only the time, location, and which which you're setting, and then you're going to talk about here's kind of the time, like the place in history and the voice that's saying it, but then you have to understand a little bit about the voice, and this is like a who, like who yeah. is saying this, right? And not not just like this guy. It's like, well, who was this guy? Yeah, was it was it a you know president of the United States? Was this a just a farmer from Illinois, or was this like you know my dad in like two thousand and five? You know, yeah, he was not all three of those things ever at one time. <laughs> no, no, no. He still got oh, he still got like one of them or two of them. He's got to do. So I'm not sure which one. <laughs> But uh, yeah, but you're right, though. So the voice of someone is important because depending on who it is, like, for example, if you ever done this, have you ever taken a quote and then take away the person who said it? Sometimes it has less impact. Like I've I've seen quotes like attributed to like Albert Einstein, for example, that really aren't his quotes that somebody just made up, you know, and they'll put like, oh, Albert Einstein said this. And you're like, oh, wow, because I know Albert Einstein's a smart dude. He said that that's important. It carries more weight. So the voice is important because it's how we we are judging. We judge everything, but it's how we say, is this something I should engage with or is this important to listen to or is this important to understand? And if that person means something to you in any way, you're going to pay more attention to it. And that's kind of the way that social media finds ways to communicate because it's like my friend or how you're connected on social media, whatever yeah. it may be. There's an assumed level of knowing one another or wanting to know one another. Yes. And listening. And so when you see that and all of a sudden there's like something that's way random, it's like, why? Like, why is it that hackers can get into your account when like, you know, your, your quote friend on social media says, Hey, how you doing? You don't know that, but it's coming through a trusted source. So oftentimes what happens when you're looking for that, that item of trust, do I trust this person? then you give that additional weight. Almost now you have to go through the secondary step of like, now I trust this person is this person trustworthy enough for this particular thing. It even got to net it down smaller. It's like the old scam of, um, you know, like a person will call an older person and they'll answer their phone. They're like, Hey grandma, this is your grandson. And they'll be like, Oh, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, this is Jimmy. I need, you know, $2,000 to get out of jail. You know, yeah. and then the old lady's going to her bank in the morning and getting the money, right? Mm-hmm. Because she wouldn't have done that if the guy answered, "Hey, look, this is some guy in in uh, Mexico. I need two grand, old right. lady. Go out and get it for me, right?" But if I'm like, "You're my grandson. I'm going to help you." Yep. You know, and they lead people on in conversations. It's a scam. 
So you have to understand that's con- that's context, and that's con- that's not being aware of the context. Like the also unfortunate people take care, you know, take advantage of like elderly people and people with that are that are you know living the you know beyond you know below their means and stuff like that, like that. But it's kind of like that's the kind of thing you got to be aware of, right, Brian? Yeah, and unfortunately, it's another step where it's you have to undo your trust mechanism. And I hate yes. that. I even hate to say it, but you almost have to like back up again to go, I trust this person. You have to validate that person a second time independently. Yeah. Like if you're like listening to someone, like I do this all the time with game reviews. Like I listen to, I read lots of game reviews for games that I haven't played. And I, part of the reason, like some games I'm going to play no matter what, but some games are kind of like, I'm not really sure if I should play it. I'm going to listen to a reviewer that I have known in the past to, to like things that I like, right? But then sometimes they throw you a curveball. <laughs> and they throw, you know, so then I'm like, okay, I'm going to revalidate this point before I uh, spend, you know, 30 hours of my life on a game, right? Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of thing. It's just like remembering and validating the choice so that mm-hmm. you're not making a mistake, really, or as little of one as possible, right? Yep. Now, so, playing the wrong game is not a huge mistake. Like, if I played the wrong game for five hours and be like, okay, well, you know. But that's part of, like, getting the time of currency that I want to have back. I can't do it. So, yeah, that's you're trying part to, of that. You're trying to yeah. make the best decisions that you can on the information that you have. And with that, too, so, like, when you watch the videos or the listen to the reviews of games, you're listening to a voice tell you, and you're the audience of that. Right. Now, in a conversation or if there's something being said or overheard – there is another person that's being said to. And Correct. so now you have to understand not only like who's the voice, where is it taking place? Do I trust this person? Then you have to understand who it's being said to. And yes. and what and so who is the intended audience? Correct. I think about this with parenting. You know, if some people parents say, you know, you they're gonna wear you out. It's like, okay. And it's like the three year old that's thrown a tantrum for the last hour and a half. Right. right. That's one context. Now, if it was like violence against somebody because of a racial thing, I'm going to wear you out if you do that again. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Like that just completely, <laughs> that completely yeah. changed the context of everything. Right. And you go, now I need to evaluate that differently. And so what happens is like at that point too, you haven't heard any kind of tone. And it's not even just the words that are being said, but it's how you, how say, you it. say it. Yeah. And that's how your body is and stuff like that. You yeah. know, as good as video is, I still pick up more cues from somebody's energy in the room by being in the room with them. When you think about it, that's not that unusual to think about. Um, this technology we use has not been around for very long. <laughs> people True. have spent much more time together with other people. And traditionally, we haven't moved far away from home. So we would spend this time with like within people within our sphere forever. But now people are moving all across the country and we can still stay connect- somewhat connected this way. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Brian and I live 12 hours apart. We used to live walking distance apart from each other. Yeah. You know, for many years. So it's like just to get to see Brian is like a miracle of modern technology. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, sometimes seeing me is, I know, painful on the eyes. But other than that. Good for the heart, Josh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm still alive. I haven't been taken over yet by anybody. But, um, (laughs) but, you know, that's the kind of thing that I think you have to. We have to remember is that tone matters, how you say it. It's not always what you say, it's how you say it. Like you can be rude, but say it in a, like a 
funny way, which never translates over text or email well. So if you're like trying to be one of those guys like funny on the email string with a little like a little sarcasm sign and everything, just stop that. Because <laughs> most people don't like that. Save that for when you're in the room with somebody, you know? Yeah. I've I've just made a decision with myself. I don't I'm not gonna spend the emotional energy in my day mm-hmm. trying to decode everybody's certain level of sarcasm they wanna try to be clever with. I just Right. Have just let I'm not here. Know. Like I always told one guy, I'm not here for you to practice your stand up routine with. Okay. <laughs> so let's just get it done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which I thought was funny in the first part when I said it to him. But <laughs> and he looks at me like, oh, okay. You know, but then he knows. Like, we're not yeah. playing this game. We're not playing this. Like, I'm going to talk around, beat around the bush for 20 minutes. Like, let's get to the point, man. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've, set the, you've set the frame correctly, right? Yeah. Here's how we're yeah. going to interact. And like you're bringing, you're being very clear about it. And what's also, you know, saying sarcasm is the meaning of words. Now we live in a a day and age now where the meaning of words seems to slide about every five to 10 years into something different. And And, and that's part of the English language, but it's also part of the way society is kind of evolving or devolving or whatever you want to talk about it. Right. That's why it's handy, honestly, like to have sometimes dictionaries of a certain vintage Around to say, what would this word mean at that time? Because if you Google a word, you're going to get all sorts of weird things that you might not even think about it. You know, Um, I have been guilty of Googling many slang terms because I have no idea what they meant when somebody said them to me and I looked like I knew. And I I was like, did I just say something super offensive? So I will Google that term. And I'm like, oh, great. I'm just look like an idiot now, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) You know? And I mean, it's like I have, as we age, I think that that's one thing that's kind of strange. Like the way we talk and the way we understand the world kind of gets in a bubble. And then we interact without other people in a different way. But there's other things that come in that we just don't realize happened. Right. Yeah. So like Brian said, it's good to have like things around of the past so that you can reference the past with the past, if that makes any sense. It does. Because, again, if you're trying to put a modern context on everything, you're not going to understand certain things. And you're going to think that certain things were super offensive. And like, why? How could they ever do that? You know, how could that ever be okay? And when you actually, when we actually, sometimes when you research back, you find out that a lot of people thought it wasn't okay. And that's why it's not okay today. So you're actually seeing the evolution of the change, which is important. And that part of it, if it can happen like in a a country, like the same country. Now imagine centuries of time. Now imagine different cultures that are very different than yours. Different languages, different cultures, different everything. I mean, it's just crazy. It is super crazy. But it's it it's because your frame becomes so strong, your context becomes so strong that you begin to assume things about that about how things work, right? Right. It's something where you go, okay, well, this is how this generally works, and that maybe worked for you. Now, when we're talking about some of these frames, you have to go now. Let me the old saying: put myself in somebody else's shoes. Right. Really does matter. Or walk a mile in you know your their shoes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have to live. Their life. Their life a little bit. And when you do that, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, let me understand this so I can actually understand. If you're doing it just to have some kind of short rebuttal, that's probably not the point. If you really want to learn to learn, then that's the right exercise to do. It's easy to to keep holding on to the same position and not allow it to be 
brush up against another context, brush up whatever. You know, the things that are worth believing in, the things that are worth knowing, they will stand the test of time. You know, right? If it's a For durable sure. enough idea, it will it will endure. If it doesn't endure, you're like, well, maybe that wasn't the right thing. You know, sometimes yeah. maybe you have to go back and go, well, maybe I should go back to that. But then at least like you're doing the work. And at least you're evolving the concept. Like, I think this whole episode, just the kind of takeaways is context matters. Context is king in a lot of things. And be aware of what people are saying and where they're saying it, how they're saying it. Now, online is a terrible platform to like, I think, to take people. We're going to do a whole other episode on that. I think like non-social media or something. Mm -hmm. But because it doesn't bring in, you don't see the whole of the person. And sometimes you're seeing people at their worst. You don't know what's happening in these people's lives. Look at the context of what's happening, how it's happening, when it's happening. Perspective. Take all that into account. The voice of the person. Everything. Right, Brian? Yes. Yeah. I think we just let people... Let's let, let, let him uh, chew on it. Sorry, I'm talking over you. It's okay. I, I got the power of the edit. <laughs> yes, you do. But yes, let's please let it rest there. Let's put a comma in the conversation. For sure. Until oh, next time. Oh. <laughs> you, well, you never say it. So. I know. That's why I was going to say it. And then yeah, you're like, oh, well, I get to no, say it. No, it's good. I've always <laughs> just say it, so I want you yeah, to until, say it. Uh, until next time, this is Josh. And this is Brian. For Curiosity Continuum. I was excited to say it. I know. Well, I, well, see, but the context was that I said it. <laughs> I, I might was actually like, let that in there. I totally did. <laughs>